Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the February 23rd, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Movie Guru. Happy International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day and Tennis Day. Yes, that's really a thing. Sarah McLean's daughter, Posey, who turns five. Josh Gad, Emily Blunt, Dakota Fanning, and actress... Amelia Jones, I'll have birthday to, birthdays today. No lie, Disney's 1940 animated Pinocchio turns 83 years old today. <laughs> Other February 23rd debuts include 2018 films Every Day, Game Night and Annihilation, 1996's Rumble in the Bronx, and 2007's The Number 23. Billy Zane and the late Steve Jobs' birthdays are February 24th, while the late guitarist George Harrison, Sean Austin, Rashida Jones, and Taya Leone were all born February 25th. I want to wish all the Special Olympics of Massachusetts basketball teams, including the Mid-Cape Sports Flash, Hoopsters, and my own team, the Raiders, woohoo! the best of luck on Saturday's playoff games. Cassie Laughlin and her boyfriend, Ryan M., celebrate their two-year anniversary on February 26th, but neither of them will be around to celebrate it. That day also happens to be singer Michael Bowden, who's 70, believe it or not, Brett Bell, the late country singer Johnny Cash, and actress Teresa Palmer's birthdays. It marks the release of the long-running it marks the debut of the long-running 1986 Dragon Ball anime, the 2016 Netflix show Fuller House, 2001's Cherry, The Father and Tom and Jerry, and ugh, dare I even mention it, the 2016 mega flop Gods of Egypt. The late Elizabeth Taylor would have been 91 years old on February 27th. She shares her birthday with singer Josh Groban and Kate Mara. Singer Justin Bieber, Drew Kasky, actress Lupita Nyong'o, singer Harry Belafonte, who's 96, director Ron Howard and Javier Bardem blow up birthday candles March 1st. The bands Oasis and Galantis were formed on that day, which was also the release date for for 40 Days and 40 Nights back in 2002. I do have some sad news. 78-year-old Richard Belzer, the comic who found lasting fame as sardonic smartass Detective John Monk on Law & Order Special Victims Union and Homicide Life on the Street, passed away Sunday in southern France. He unfortunately suffered through a lot of health problems. 83-year-old actress Barbara Bosson, known for starring the trailblazing cop drama Hill Street Blues, passed away February 20th. I wish to share some news about Bruce Willis that broke after last Thursday's show. AHChealthnews.com announced February 20th, diehard actor Bruce Willis stepped away from his career last spring after being diagnosed with Alphasia. His family provided a somber new update about his condition, explaining that he has been giving a more specific diagnosis of frontotemporal dementia. 
This type of dementia occurs when the brain's frontal and or temporal lobes experience nerve cell loss due to various protein accumulations in the brain. Damage to this part of the brain can cause a lapse of judgment, difficulties in social settings, aphasia, and other cognitive and behavioral defects. Although Willis's diagnosis of aphasia progressed into frontotemporal dementia, aphasia doesn't always precede the diagnosis. Sad news for all fans of the Boston Marathon. Beloved golden retriever Spencer Powers, known for his inspirational support of Boston Marathon weather and every kind of weather, has gone to that heavenly dog park in the sky. After hard and lengthy cancer battle. Boston25news.com reported Tuesday night, Spencer's family confirmed Tuesday that the official dog of the Boston Marathon passed away in their home on Friday. We were loaned an incredible gift in 2009, and we had to return the gift last Friday, says Richard Powers, Spencer's owners. He spent his last day doing for himself eating his sweet potato treats and drinking water and enjoying visitors. Spencer first went viral in 2018 when he braved rainy weather to cheer on runners at his favorite spot along the 26.2-mile route near Ashland State Park. A video of him dressed in a raincoat with the flags in his mouth was widely shared by news outlets across the country. The 13-year-old dog has gone through a number of health battles since 2020, when he miraculously survived a near rupture of a benign tumor between his liver and spleen. Spencer later underwent surgery and chemotherapy after a cancerous tumor was discovered on his spleen in 2021. Doctors said Spencer's cancer was in remission in the spring of 2022, and he was named the official dog of the 126 Boston Marathon. On January 4th, Spencer was honored with a massive portrait as he continued to battle cancer, terminal cancer. So, so, so sad. In way, way, way better news, I'd like to sound out an enormous congratulations to my sister, Rachel Angerman, and her boyfriend, Britt Brown of Humboldt, California. They are going to be the parents of a bouncing baby boy, August 31st. Woohoo! So excited and happy for you and can't wait to spoil the little guy, Rodden. Speaking of babies, Paris Hilton just revealed her son's name. People.com uh, said a few days ago on her iHeartRadio po- podcast, This is Paris, the new mom revealed the name that she's given to her baby boy, Phoenix Baron Hilton Riam. Hilton, 42, explained that she thought of the name 10 years ago, sharing the story while reading an excerpt from her upcoming memoir, Paris. If all goes well, by the time you read this, Carter and I will have a baby boy. We plan on to name him Phoenix, a name that I discovered on years ago when I was searching cities, countries, and states on a map looking for something to go with Paris and London, she read. Disney's Ant-Man Quantumanium buzzed to $120 million over the President's Day holiday. Okay, technically, he made $105 million for the traditional three-day weekend at the stateside box office. Creamy expectations and scoring the biggest opening in the pine-sized Marvel trilogy. It's the first $100 million plus domestic debut in 2023. 
It made $121 million overseas, bringing the worldwide total to about $425 million. But it didn't do that well in China, as it only made $19.2 million. Although the three people got some of the series' worst reviews and some of the hardest ones in the entire MCU, it also bypassed Ant-Man's $57 million bow and its 2008 sequel, 18 sequel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, with, 170, with $76 million bow. Critic sentiment rarely matters for first weekends of Marvel films, but uh, word of mouth could impact sales. Ant Man in its 2018 sequel finished with their runs with $519 million and $622 million worldwide. But the tiniest adventure might be small, but the third chapter still looks to be mighty. Based on opening weekend, the newest Ant-Man film is expected to end its box office run with the highest receipts in the trilogy. That's a positive sign because the latest Ant-Man had the high goal, had the high honor of kicking off Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a wicked big deal. James Cameron's lasting blockbuster Avatar The Way of Water stayed in second place in its 10th weekend of release, adding $7.8 million through Monday and $6.4 million over the weekend. The sci-fi sequel has made $658 million here in the stateside, overtaking 2015's Jurassic World as domestic box office ninth biggest movie in history. Over the weekend, The Way of Water crossed the $2.2433 billion mark globally, enough to sink Cameron's own Titanic, which has made $2.2428 billion as history's highest, third highest grossing movie of all time. And number three, Universal's animated sequel has also remained pretty strong bringing in $5.3 million over the weekend and $7 million through Monday. The Best Animated Feature Film nominee, which arrives on DVD next week, opened in theaters in December and has made $167 million here in North America and a huge $400 million overseas, I mean worldwide. Marvel fans, I have some news for you. February 17, 2023, it was announced the anticipated Captain Marvel sequel, The Marvels, with Samuel Jackson and Brie Larson, has flown out of the July 28, 2003 spot. <gasps> but don't worry. The sequel has landed a prime November 23, November 10, 2023 date against an untitled Focus Features film. Now, if you recall, November 10th, 2023 is the week after Doom Part 2 opens and before The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Song vs. Snakes, so uh, November could get ugly. Deadline.com stated that day, that's when Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, bowed last year to a massive November record of $181.3 million. 
But Disney isn't leaving that spot open. In fact, the studio's Haunted Mansion reboot will now welcome foolish mortals. On that day, two weeks earlier than its original release date of August 11th. And good news for MCU fans. Steven Young has been cast in Marvel's Thunderbolts movies. Rebel Wilson is going down the aisle, folks. Yahoo.com reported February 19th, Rebel Wilson is engaged to girlfriend Ramona Agruma, the actress announced on Instagram Sunday. According to her post, which sees the brides-to-be kissing while wearing matching pink and white striped shirts featuring a heart design, the pitch-perfect star surprised Agruma with a Tiffany engagement ring. Wilson's proposal took place at Disneyland in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle. It comes eight months after the Australian star introduced her groom as her girlfriend for the first time, telling fans, I thought I was searching for Disney prince, but maybe what I really needed all this time was a Disney princess. We said yes. Wilson42 captioned her post thanking Tiffany and co. for the stunning ring and Disney CEO Bob Iger for helping her pull off this magical surprise. Wilson, who welcomed daughter Royce Lillian via gestational surrogate last November, came out last summer after an Australian newspaper informed her it planned to break the news of her new relationship with clothing and jewelry designer Agruma. Jean Simmons' daughter Sophie just got married recently, plus Rod Stewart's son, Sean Stewart, married Joey Weintraub in Las Vegas in a surprise ceremony just a few days ago. Mazel tov to all. Speaking of weddings, the Holly Reporter report announced February 17th, my big fat Greek wedding will walk down the aisles and into theaters on Sept 8th. Focus features in Parent Studio Universal Pictures announced Friday. The early fall corridor has worked out well in recent times for movies appealing to older adult moviegoers. Universal's hit romantic comedy, Ticket to Paradise, opened in cinemas this past September, while Focus's Downton Abbey started its theatrical run in September 2018. It comes over 20 years after my Big Fat Greek wedding made $368.7 million worldwide including 241.4 here in the States. Unadjusted for inflation, it's North American box office top-grossing rom-com of all time and one of the most successful indie titles ever. Uh, The 2016 sequel, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, wasn't exactly memorable with only $90.6 million dollars Worldwide, so nobody thinks of it. Ah, unfortunately, looks like pop-punk musician Avril Lavigne's and Modson's engagement is over. After the ma- marriage comes the baby carriage. Three more celebs are getting visits from the stork. Rapper Das Brat will be a future... Rapper Das Brat will be... is going... will be a future first-time mother at 48 years old. CNN.com reported 
Tuesday, author and Crazy Rich Asian star Constance Wu is pregnant with her second child. Bun in the oven. Philippines baby number two coming soon. She wrote on her Instagram showing, alongside a photo of herself visibly pregnant. She already shares a daughter with Ryan Katner, frontman of the band Man Man. Adam Driver and his wife, Joanne, are also expecting their, a sec, their family with a second baby. They have a young son whose name has never been revealed to the public. Believe it or not, folks, the world is getting another Hellboy. Gizmodo.com announced February 18th. Deadline confirmed that a new Hellboy, that a new Hellboy movie subtitled The Crooked Man is about to pro- start production. The last Hellboy film was the 2019 reboot film with David Harbour, a reboot of the Gilmero del Toro's 2000 films. Nobody speaks of that. So why we need another one this fast is well beyond me. Well, Pokemon anime fans, time has come for the long-running show to say goodbye to the show star Ash Ketchum and Pikachu after 25 long years. But rumors are swirling. Everyone's favorite slightly dense black-haired trainer isn't done with the show yet. We won't have to wait long to meet our new heroes. Well, at least if you live in Pokemon's birthland of Japan. The new stars will make their debut when the new series, which begins the Paldea era, bows to Japan on April 14, 2023. And it looks like the new series already has a mystery at its hand. Comicbook.com reported February 19th, the next major series will be moving on from him with a tease of a mysterious new kind of Pokeball coming in the anime. Pokemon Aim to be a Pokemon Master is a special series bidding goodbye to Ash after 25 long years in the anime. It's already been revealed that the two new major series in the franchise will be introducing two new main protagonists at the center of it all. They'll be starting their journey from the very beginning with some curious items in tow. Although the franchise has yet to reveal a concrete story about what fans can expect to see from the two new young car- trainers, at the begin- center of the new anime, Lyco and Roy, it has dropped a new hint about what to expect from Roy's role in the new series. He'll be touting a mysterious-looking new Pokeball that will likely feature a mystery that will be at the center of the new adventure, the protagonist, Ventron. And good news for stateside Pokemon fans. CBR.com stated last month on the 24th, the beloved anime series will return to Netflix on Feb 24th with part two of Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series. The website said the new batch of episodes will not only conclude Ash Ketchum's and his Pikachu's 25 season journey, but see the fan favorite Pokemon trainer become the world champion, a feat the character has been trying to reach since the anime first premiered back in 1997. Additional episodes of Ultimate Journeys, including a special collection sending off Ash Ketchum, will be released on Netflix at a later date. Almost like nine months after the late, late after the late, after his death, 
The late Ray Liotta is getting honored on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Last Friday, it was announced that the late actor who passed and is asleep at age 67 would be getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame Friday, February 24th. His daughter, Carson Liotta, will accept the honor on his behalf. His Blackbird co-star, Targan Egerton, and his Cocaine Bear director, Elizabeth Banks, will speak at the ceremony. His Hollywood Walk of Fame star ceremony will stream live Friday at walkoffame.com at 3.30 p.m. Eastern and 12.30 p.m. on February 24th. This is the latest act honor for the late actor. Last month, he was up for a Critics' Choice Awards Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series, Anthology Series, or TV Movie for his role in Blackbird. The role went to his co-star, Paul Walter Hauser, who gave him a big shout-out during his speech. Coincidentally, his final film, the dark action comedy flick Cocaine Bear, comes out Friday, the same day of his ceremony. The film inspired but a very bizarre but true story also stars Carrie Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Alden Enrique, and Rurike, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Brooklyn Pin- Pierce, Brooklyn Prince, Christian Covery, and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. In 1985, a drug runner's plane crashed in a Georgia forest causing an enormous amount of cocaine to go missing. The drug was eaten by a black bear. Soon, a strange assortment of cops, crooks, teens, and tourists converge in the forest. Unaware, the 500-pound predator is on a drug-filled rampage and hungry for more blow and blood. This is Ray Liotta's final completed film role before his tragic May 26, 2022 death. He passed away just a week after he came to re-record his lines in post-production. Director Elizabeth Banks said, said, I mean, stated that Liotta praised the look of the bear when he got a look at the uh, creature. And Cocaine Bear was actually meant to be a temporary working title, but the producers decided to release it under that since they couldn't think of anything else. Like Cocaine Bear, this week's other wide release, the faith-based drama The Jesus Resolution, Revolution, starring Kelsey Grammer, Joel Courtney, Jonathan Rumi, and Kimberly M. Williams-Paisley, is based on a true story. In the 1970s, young Greg Laurie and his massive young people descended on Southern California to redefine truth through all means of freedom. He meets a charming hippie street preacher named Lonnie Frisbee and Pastor Chuck Smith, who have thrown open the door of Smith's uh, failing church to a stream of wandering youth. What unfolds it becomes the greatest spiritual awakening in American history. Rock and roll, a twist of faith and newfound love, leads to a revolution that will turn one counterculture into a revival that will change the world. Now, before I get into this week's double best picture free, double best picture contender spotlight, 
I'd like to state the Academy is ready in case something unexpected, like the officer slap, presents itself March 12th. Deadline.com announced February 12, 22nd, Movie Academy CEO Bill Kramer said there is a whole crisis team in place for the Academy Awards next. A first for the ceremony in 90, it's 95 years. The move is another reaction to Will Smith's infamous face slap of Chris Rock as the latter was about to present the Best Documentary Oscar. In an interview with Time Magazine, Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Science Chief Kramer said, We have a whole crisis team, something we've never had before, and many plans in place. We've run many scenarios, so it is our hope that we will be prepared for anything that we may not anticipate it right now, but that we're planning for just in case it does happen. And huge news reported from Variety.com earlier today. Rihanna will perform her song, Lift Me Up. That's Black Panther Wakanda Forever's Best Original Song nominee at the, at the March 12th ceremony. Now, today's Best Picture Spotlights focuses on the two nominees revolving around musicians. First up is Baz Luhrmann's super successful dramatic but music biopic Elvis, starring Best Actor nominee Austin Butler, Helen Thompson, Tom Hanks, Olivia DeJong, Cody Smith McPhee, Luke Bracey, and Richard Roxenborough. Roxenberg. The June 24th release centers on the life of American rock and roll singer Elvis Presley as seen through the eyes of his sly manager, Colonel Tom Parker. It was an immense success, grossing 287.3 million albums worldwide. His three second highest grossing musical biopic behind 2018's Bohemian Rhapsody. According to Wikipedia, the American Film Institute named Elvis one of the 10 best films of 2022. At the 95th Academy Award, it received eight nominations, including Best Picture and Best Actor for Butler. The film thus becomes the second most nominated musical biopic in the history of the Academy Awards, a distinction shared with the 1942 Michael Curtis-directed Yankee Doodle Dandy, both of which followed only behind... Milo's performance Amadeus, which garnered 11. Alas, on January 13, 2023, just days after Butler won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama for the film, Elvis's only daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, who totally praised Butler's, who totally praised his performance of her father died of a sudden cardiac arrest at just 54 years old. According to IMDb, when approached by Elvis to work on his 68 Christmas special, Steve Binder stated he doesn't really work on Christmas specials. However, the year after Elvis died, Binder went on to direct the worst Christmas special ever made. 1978's the Star Wars Chris, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Ouch! And Austin Butler and Lori and Elvis Presley are actually sixteenth cousins once removed. Austin's late mother Lori 
and Elvis's father, Vernon Presley, share a common ancestry. The other music-based film up for the coveted award is Todd Field's psychological drama, Tar, with Best Actress frontrunner Kate Blanchett, Nina Haas, Naomi Merlin, Mark Strong, Sophie Cower, and Julian Glover. In the October 7, 2002 release, which went wide October 28th, Lydia Tarr is a renowned female conductor whose life and career spins out of her control when she's accused of abuse. According to its Wikipedia page, Tarr was selected Best Film of the Year by the New York Film Critics Circle, Los Angeles Film Critics Association, London Film Critics Circle, and the National Society of Film Critics, becoming only the fourth film in history named as such from the world's top critic groups. It was named the year's best film by more critics than any other film released in 2022. At the 80th Golden Globe Awards, Tar was nominated for Best Motion Picture Drama and Best Screenplay, and Blanchett won Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. At the 95th Academy Awards, Tar was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actress for Kate Blanchett, Best Cinematography, and Best Editing. It was nominated for five awards at the 76th British Academy Film Awards, with Blanchett winning Best Actress. Tar has been out on DVD since December. Did you know that scenes of the orchestras playing are totally 100% real. Cape Blanchett really was conducting the Dresden uh, Orchestra. And Todd Field wrote the film specifically for Blanchett and wouldn't have made the film without her. In fact, they had previously planned to work on a different film, but Field couldn't get uh, financing for it. Speaking of films about musicians, the biographical musical drama Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, is on DVD February 28th, starring Naomi Aki, Stanley Tucci, Clark Peters, Ashton Sanders, and Nafessa Williams. The December 23 release, unjustly snubbed for any Oscars, a true travesty if you ask me, is an emotional, heartbreaking tale of the life and career of the one and only Whitney Houston, the greatest female R&B pop vocalist ever in her time. Alas, since it was released right after Avatar, The Way of Water, and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, the biopic was largely forgotten, only belting out 58.8 million tunes worldwide. According to IMDb.com, Whitney Houston's own voice is used for 95% of the singing. And Kevin Costner, Oprah Winfrey, and Merv Griffin appear in the film through archival footage. Spooking its way to Netflix tomorrow, February 24th, is the family horror comedy We Have a Ghost. With David Harbour, Diallo Winston, Jennifer Coolidge, and Anthony Mackie. The discovery that their new house is haunted by a ghost named Ernest makes Kevin's family a social media star. But when Ernest and Kevin get to the bottom of the mystery of Ernest's past, they become targets of the CIA. 
Aloha, Zach. Zach Galifianakis may want to brush up on his surfing. February 17th, it was announced he's been cast in an undisclosed role in Disney Plus's upcoming live-action Lilo and Stitch remake. Best Animated Feature Film nominee Marcel the Show with Shoes On director Dean Fleischer Camp is helming the film. It follows the 2002-273 million grossing animated hit which introduced audiences to catchy songs like Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride and the Hawaiian concept of Ohana. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. I hate to be the bear of bad news, but Disney Plus has taken a move from Netflix, meaning they've canned two fan-favorite series. The unlucky series on the chopping block were John Stamos' basketball comedy drama Big Shot and the sports comedy drama Mighty Ducks Game Changers, both of which only had two seasons. Rejoice it, movie fans! Old Pining Wise will soon be terrifying audiences on the small screen. Yippee! TVLine.com just reported Pennywise the Clown is floating to the small screen in a new prequel series set ordered at HBO Max, set in the world of author Stephen King's It Universe. Welcome to Derry. The project's current working title will expand the vision established by filmmaker Andy Muschietti in the film's It and It Chapter 2. Developing this TV this series for television are Muschietti, his sister Barbara, and Dacian Fuchs, with Andy set to direct multiple episodes, including the premiere. I'm excited that the story of Derry, Maine's most haunt Derry, Maine's most haunted city is continuing, said King, and I'm glad Andy Muschietti is going to be overseeing the frightening festivities, along with a brain trust, including his talented sister Barbara. Red balloons all around. The show will reportedly take place in the 60s and explore the origins of the curse that would haunt the small main town for the next 27 years. The series will lead into the events of the first It film. Variety.com just announced Alexander Payne's comedy, The Holdovers, is landing in theaters in time for Thanksgiving. Focus Features will begin rolling out the film on Nov 10th in select markets before expanding nationwide on Wednesday, Nov 22nd, ahead of Turkey Day. It'll play in theaters alongside Disney's animated adventure, Wish, which debuts on the same day, as well as The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and Universal's Trolls 3, which opens the week prior. The holdover reunites Payne with Paul Giamatti for the first time since their 2004 Oscar-winning film Sideways. In the new upcoming movie, Giamatti plays a chromogenly instructor at an elite New England prep school who is forced to remain on campus during Christmas break to babysit the students with nowhere to go. He eventually forms an unlikely bond with a damaged, brainy troublemaker, played by newcomer Dominic Sessa and the head cook, portrayed by Divine Joy Randolph. Exciting news for Dr. Seuss fans that just broke from EW.com that will have you saying yippee. It's been 65 years since we first met Seuss's grumpy green Grinchy and how he discovered Christmas magic. 
that he thought he took. Guess what? He's returning in a new book. The sequel, out the 5th of September, is set one year after the events of his infamous Christmas caper. It will have Alistair Hyam as the writer and Eridus Rutz as the illustrator. Oh no! It's happening yet again! I'm speaking in rhyme! Out of my head, Seuss! Get out! Out, 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 I say! I don't want to be rhyming or talking like this all day. And finally, on DVD this week is the romantic drama Empire of the Light. This December 9th, 2022, Best Cinematography nominee stars Olivia Coleman, Michael Warren, Colin Firth, Toby Jones, and Sarah Stewart. In it, cinema manager Hillary is fighting with her mental health. And Stephen is her new employee, longing to escape the provincial town where he faces daily problems. Together, they'll find a sense of belonging and experience the healing power of music, community, and cinema. That's all for now, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.